What is good, Divine Dolls? So I don't even know what I'm going to put in the title yet, but I know that I want it to be a merge um, between talking about um, ascension symptoms and they're not always so um, bright and fluffy um, with pretty pink sprinkles. and and so then with that being said, I want to address one area, which is kind of guilt. Um, so let's get into it. So some of you know that I recently um, recused myself from the twin flame journey. You know, I've already talked about some of the things that, you know, why I chose to remove myself from it. Um, and but in the process you would think and and in some ways it felt liberating in some ways i kind of wonder why it took me that long to to say it a part of it could have just been ceremonial um i have found that when i say things out loud or verbally or make a declaration um it just further helps with my my growth my progress so there there are parts of of me doing and saying that, that feels good. But because a lot of you know and are familiar with my mantras, uh, it didn't take long for me to go into reflection mode, uh, you know, at the end of the day and, and getting up in the morning and reflecting, okay, how am I stronger? How am I a little bit, how am I going to be a little bit better every day in every way. And so that means I'm always learning. And I love it because it allows me not to stay in a funk or to stay in, in you know, certain things too long, right? We were talking earlier about how one of the things that I love and I'm, I'm learning to be appreciative of the journey and all of the lessons, right? Um, we, we covered that in the science of getting rich, uh, The way that the author, Dr. Waddles, um, articulated the importance of gratitude and the role it plays on your road to prosperity and abundance and wealth um, just really resonates with me. And so I was thinking, I'm like, you know what? One good thing that I learned from that journey is learning how to... um, how what happens when I sit in the discomfort? A lot of you are familiar with the um, idea of dark night of the soul. So kind of just uh, address that a little bit. But one of the things that um, came up is I, I won't go into all the details, but I kind of got the sense that there was going to be a little bit of like ridicule, ridicule or judgment that I had quote unquote given up or I'm miserable or um, I think that more within myself, I I literally kind of like caught myself catching my breath because I was like, oh, I don't have unconditional love. I'm going to get to the pearly gates and divine source is going to take one look at me and be like, get out of my presence, you wretch, or whatever, or something. And I'm just going to like burst into tears and pick up my dress and like run to the elevator and take the, you know, take the elevator straight down to hell, right? Um, And so 
one of the things is like, uh, I the best analogy I can use to explain about how it feels to ascend, because I haven't, you guys know I'm a little bit of a bookworm and book smart. And so sometimes it can create a problem when you're trying to translate it over into <laughs> in real life situations. So <clears throat> I have to laugh at myself, but at the same time, it, it just is what it is. I've learned to function within the dysfunction, right? Um, so I was like looking for terms and trying to figure out what's going on and why I feel a certain way. And it's like, I should feel good. And um I've ascended in many areas. I can see a result of it, right? And I, I want to talk a little bit more about what happens when you ascend because you may or may not notice it, but the people around you do notice it and they react to you differently and they move around you differently. And it means that because you have ascended, you're also, there are things that I don't put up with, even for my friends that... I I used to. And because I'm correcting them on certain things, now the energy's kind of janky. So for example, um and, and they're my friends, right? So it's part of me navigating my growth and what things mean, but I'm in a space in my life where I am no longer doing things for free. My interpretation and understanding of um, what it means to help other people is different, okay? My idea of love and light is different in the sense that I still want to help people, but um, right now it is a little bit rigid in the sense that um, based on everything I've read and my current level of consciousness, the help and on the unconditional love, and so there it is, that's, that's my segue to introduce that is help people who help themselves. Um, Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I want to address what happened with my friend. I want to address unconditional love. And I want to also give an example of um, helping like with tenants, right? And, and, um, but kind of all around the guilt that I feel and guilt about not me Maybe the reason why I suck at this twin flame thing is because I didn't have unconditional love for my ex. I think if anybody was going to be my twin flame, it was going to be my ex. And I've decided to walk away from that. Um, I moved away from that and was in that with the expectation that I was going to meet my twin flame. But then my issue is with the, the way that he's being sold and packaged right now. I don't, it's not something I'm interested in. It kind of sounds like the everyday person or the person that would have been my first boyfriend anyway. So if if I'm just going to date another person like my first boyfriend, you know, that's 3D before I started to ascend and become spiritual and, and that type of thing, then I mean, there's no point of calling him a divine masculine, in my opinion, right? So, um, and so then part of the guilt has to do with like, oh my God, I am incapable of giving um, unconditional love. I should have stuck in there. I should be willing to wait for him. And then, I mean, part of that opened up this thing. I'm like, well, what if it's not him? If it's an uncon, if it's, if it's unconditional love for twin flame, and it's taking two and three years and eight years. If we're going back as far as eight years, who there's women who say they've been waiting eight years for their divine masculine to come around and call them and and take that step. I'm like, oh my God. So it might not even be my ex. I would have thought it was my ex that was my twin flame. 
but once he um i caught him cheating and i think he's married at this point now um that's just not even an option for me and that's part of the the reason you know why that that was never an option like once i found out about the cheating and then come to find out you know he had a fiance and um so at this point not only that i think that even if like if i had found out about the fiance thing and they didn't get married it's still not an option because of the cheating energy ooh i might have to cut this part out it's a lot but um i say all of that to say you know looking at the timelines that other women have shared on their journey and then saying that it can take eight years and they're practicing unconditional love and they love him, you know, when he comes around for the, the, the few brief moments in time that he comes around and, you know, orbits or ghosts, they still have unconditional love for him. And so then it made me kind of think like, oh my God, if it's going to be eight years, this could be the ex before the, you know, the boyfriend before my ex. Great guy, also a cheater, right? If you were to look at all the other qualities and he treated me well, but he cheated all the other girls well too, right? He was definitely exploring his options and stuff. So, um, so then I'm like, oh my God. So if it, we're looking at an eight-year timeline, it could be that ex. It could be the person from that I that I was with in college. It could be my first boyfriend. How far back are we going to go on this journey? And so then it's kind of like, well, you know what? If that's what it means, I don't have unconditional love. I, you know, um, I have love for the person. Some of you who have been with me on the journey you know, I have talked about dealing with the Venus um, retrograde energy where there's still a longing because the memories there were sweet memories. And I think that at that point, it was like he should have been, you know, these were friends. Like, I actually liked these people. I liked hanging out with them. There were good times, like really genuine good times, you know, and um moving along the lines of thinking it's a fairy tale and, and that type of thing of, of like your friend and your lover. And this person is just as driven and ambitious, like, it, you know, just everything seeming right. So, um, but I, I feel like I have, so I say all of that to say, I think that there's still heart space energy there, or I had I can acknowledge that I had love for them, but I don't have unconditional love. And then I started to think about, um, I don't have unconditional love in me to where I can stick this thing out. And that's part of the reason why I recused myself. Part of the reason I recused myself too was because I started to realize that, okay. And I, like I said, I came to the realization that my ex was not my twin flame way 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 like um as as soon as i found out that he was what the situation was i like my standards that's just no longer an option right and um so stayed in that with the thinking that it's going to be someone that i meet but like i said because of the way that they're telling me you know I've been listening to people. I'm not willing to wait around for a quote unquote twin flame to introduce, you know, I, I shared with you that, so I won't spend too much time, but I talked about it in another podcast where, you know, what would it look like for me to, to, um, 
be walking down Malibu Beach, right, and see this totally handsome, attractive, um, divine masculine with the temples and the deep voice, and we have a great time, and we watch the sunset, and I'm going to now embark on a journey where I've met what's supposed to be my twin flame and we're going to be going for the next eight to 11 years trying with me practicing unconditional love while he ebbs and flows in and out of my life and he tries to decide if he can call me and he's trying to decide if he's worthy of you know um being around me and seeing me you know seeing you know, me seeing his flaws. Bear in mind, I have all my flaws, right? I have my flaws too, and I'm growing in the process. And going through the next eight to 11 years, practicing um, unconditional love as he just ghosts and orbits me, I don't, that at that point, when I realized what was going on, I was like, I don't have what it takes. And it should have felt good, right? Um, But a part of me, it doesn't, because now I start to realize, like, I don't have unconditional love for a lot of people. Um, And I don't have, I don't think I have what it takes in terms of um, being as sweet or as kind as they're calling me to be on this divine feminine journey. And I, I think a part of me, I might have to recuse myself from what it means to be a divine feminine. Now, that being said, you know... Um, The best way that I can try to explain it is I have just graduated from the third grade. And so at the third grade level, right, um, I was a bad, like bad B, like I got third grade down. I know how to do love and light at the third grade. Um, I have mastered the craft at that level, right? And so what's happening is now I'm starting my first quarter in fourth grade, and I don't know as much, and I have gray, gray areas. I think I knew what it was like to practice unconditional love at the third grade level, but in the fourth grade, I'm struggling, and part of it means, like, now is a good time to me for me to talk about, for example, with my friend. I've ascended, I'm doing the inner work. I'm learning what it means to be assertive. I'm learning what it means to love myself um, and to stand up for myself. And I and I understand my value. Okay. And so that means because I also have come to understand the laws of abundance. If you read one of my favorite books, Evie by Evie Ingram, um, Wells of Abundance, The Seven Planes of Abundance, right? It talks about about this type of energy. Another good one is the science of getting rich, right? Um, And so when you read those books, it's not your everyday type of thinking. And it can seem a little bit radical, right? But that means that I'm not just going to give you something for free. I expect something back in return. And I expect that, that when I plant whatever it is that I'm going to sow... I expect good return on the fertile soil, right? And so um, I'm going to talk about the tenant. I'm I'm setting this up because I kind of know I want to, I'm saying it so that I can remember it it after this example with my friend. So my friend, I'm going to be doing Oracle readings, you guys. I'm probably going to post it or talk about it next week. So if you want to schedule Oracle reading, you want to 
check it out. I'm actually debating if I want to do one on financial domination. I know, I know, I know, I know. Funky. But listen, life is short. I'm going to have fun with it. But, um, and I'm going to actually probably talk about that next. Um, and I'm going to have fun with that topic in the next podcast. But, um, so, so, um, what happened is, um, I had mentioned to her that I do oracle readings. So she's like, oh, can you do one for me? And so I went ahead and I did one for her. But it was several things that happened with that. And one, um, it it kind of, it kind of, when you talk about how familiarity breeds contempt, um, she's not used to seeing me in that light. And and um, I could see that I was pulling the card. It was a beautiful message. When I tell you it resonated so much, um, she's an artist. And when I tell you I pulled from the deck and it two, I pulled from two different decks and one was creative um, creativity. Yes, one of them was creativity. It was the goddess of creativity. And the other one was um, creative writing. I kid you the frick not. I pulled from three decks and two of them had to do with um, creativity. And and I, I could go on it. Like when I tell you, I was like, you cannot make this stuff up. But what was happening is, and, and this is part of the reason why I'm staying away. I, um, I'm working on the, the areas that you can get an Oracle reading in. And like I said, I'll do a podcast on, on what the services are and the breakdown and what to expect. And I probably will record it in such a way that I can send it to you just to make sure there's clarity that you understand exactly what you're going to get. I'm shying away from love readings because, um, what will happen is, uh, um, you, you know, they will guise it under the question of career and 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 love. And so, what I have found is, if I do career and love, they get stuck on love, and they they just cannot get the messages in in terms of entrepreneurship or the business aspect. And it is deep and it's profound. Um, uh, one of the things. I have my master's in business administration, um, emphasis to human resources, undergrad was in, in business administration, but an emphasis in marketing, um, or, or my, my, um, my master's is in human resources, but same things, same school of business, right? Um, I'm very well read. And, um, and so I, I, and I, yeah, like I said, I'm very well read. So I'm, learning to be even more confident in what I say. And so it was one of those things where the message was very clear, but it was she just couldn't get past, I think, me as the vessel. And then two, stuck on the love aspect because there was like some critical stuff that was there for the business. So, but anyways, part of the message was, um, this is going to be a little bit longer. This is going to be a little bit longer than 30 minutes. Um, so she, she, um, the second mistake was, she, um, so she hit me up for, she wants another reading. Um, and so, um, I'm learning that, okay, I'm going to have to articulate. And I, t- I took some action to make sure. So we already are booked. We, 
we are booked um, and I'm looking forward to doing that, but I think she'll get more out of it because I'm learning how to communicate. And that's going to make me even better when I do them individually, um, more individual, right? Um, setting the premises or the boundaries and kind of like, you know how you have to like snap, like, okay, this is what it is. Focus, focus, center, center. All right, bingo, let's go. Okay. So, um, but she was wanting it for free, right? And so um, my whole thing is I'm not doing anything for free. Like even these these podcasts that I do, they're not a lot and I don't necessarily do it for money, but I, I put the monetization on there because it's an energy exchange, right? So um, when you listen to the to the little ad, that's your way of contributing. That's part of you contributing. Uh, you might fuss and, and be a little salty about it, but that's your contribution. That is that time and that the time translates into, you know, seven cents into my into my to my to, to my temple offerings. Right. It's how I would look at it right? And so there was a time where I would just like skip over it, but it's like, no, it's, it, there's energy currency and I, I don't want to break the universal laws of reciprocity and laws of compensation. And I'm going to be talking more about this because it's a lot to break down in 30 minutes. But um, so I said, here's the thing. Uh, I started to think about what, what can she give me that is of equal value um, that that um, would be the equivalent of that, right? And so I said, listen, I'm I'm going to be offering Oracle readings and I would love your feedback. I'm going to set my account up. Go ahead and look it over to look for ease. Make sure that it's that you understand the booking and the process. Let me know if there's any errors. And I was like, I will do um, an Oracle reading for you in exchange for your feedback, Right. So instead of me having to, quote unquote, pay a consultant or get a virtual assistant or or that type of thing, um, I can ask her for her opinion on was it easy to use? Did you understand? Um, And then we're going to try to use um, I think it's Google Web. So um, I'm going to do the the reading, but I want her to give me feedback on what that is. And I think that's going to be the equivalent of of the service. So there's an equal energy currency exchange right? Um, I'm not going to have time to talk about the tenant. So let's just leave about, leave that. Um, and it can sound a little bit ruthless, but it all ties back into, does that mean I don't have, um, it, it's kind of a little bit uh, synergistic to the ideas of how I view helping people and, um, and um, what I expect in return you know, and part of unconditional love is, is the idea that you don't expect anything in return and that you love them regardless of, of whatever happens. I'm going to just go ahead and say it right now. Like if I were to go meet my maker tonight, I'm telling you, I will, I'll, I'll just, you would hear the bling at the elevator, the elevator door will open and Divine Source would have a come to Jesus moment with me about not practicing unconditional love. And it's either I'm going to go downstairs or going to have to redo this whole life thing again. But the space I'm in right now, um, it just feels like there is a little bit of guilt. If I'm going to be honest, this is stuff they don't talk to you about. But 
a little bit of guilt of walking away from that person. Like I wasn't strong enough to, to practice unconditional love. I wasn't strong enough and I didn't have enough love in my heart to stick it out for another few years. I did not have the unconditional love to wait for this cheater who by now should be married to someone else, right? So two of my exes, one of my exes, I know for sure he's married. Um, I don't talk about him a lot. Um, my first ex, I think he, my first boyfriend, I, I think he got married. We stayed in touch for a little bit. Um, but I just decided to just, it, there was nothing romantic after that. I think we tried to do the whole, like, we're adults, we'll be friends thing. And I was just like, I you know, but I still think, like I said, these people, I liked these people, right? They were, they were good with the flaws of it. it's funny. Cause I can probably hear girl. He wasn't no good. Yeah. They were, they were fun and they would have made really good friends and stuff like that. Um, but the cheating thing is they wanted to talk to me, her and everyone else <laughs> type of a thing. So I, you know, some women can wait and that's where you get these tarot readings where they're telling you, you know, it, I think in my lower vibrational, oh, shoot, that scared me. My, um, the sound on my game. I, I y'all, I'll be playing block champ on here while I'm, I'm talking to you guys. It's a Tetris game. But, um, you know, that's where you get these tarot readings for women who are in the same situation like me that are thinking, well, um, I want to find out the karmic energy. Like, is he still with his um, fiance? Um, is she kind of giving him a hard time? Is she jealous of the divine feminine? Um, what's going on with the karmic in their household? Is she is he getting ready to leave her? Is he starting to realize that she's not good for him and that he should be with me, the divine feminine? And now you're starting to talk about ego and and all this stuff, but. All I can say is um, I'm going to learn to be patient with myself. I understand that I have just entered the fourth grade. And so that means that um, I am ascended and there's going to be some growth. And the term that we use a lot is new levels, new devils. But I like to think of new levels, new shadows, right? There's new shadow areas that I have to work with. You know, I'm learning to, to create abundance, but now that I'm becoming abundant, I'm figuring out that I don't want to necessarily give it to everybody. And I'm learning how to mix the different ingredients. Like, Am I being abundant, but I'm being assertive and maybe can come still come across a little bit harsh with how much I give and who I give it to, right? Because that's a, that's on a whole different level. It's one thing to to be poor to where you can only take care of yourself and there might be guilt that you should be doing more. But it's another thing when you have the money <laughs> and you can give people stuff for free and you can um, want to help. But what does help really look like, right? I am going to actually do a separate podcast and it's probably going to grind some people's gears. And if I am led to retract it, then I will leave it. Um, then I will take it down. But um, I'm going to be talking about my experience and, and it's going to be salty. And some people are going to be questioning if it's, if it's real divine feminine energy. But I think that a lot of these people who are going to be getting evicted and some of us are going into real estate, do not help these people that, um, you know, have some problems. I want to talk about the red flags with it, because when you talk about the hand that, that bites you, 
um, the, the hand, the dog that, that bites you or feed, biting the hand that feeds you, you're, you're, we talk a lot about the energy of the dog, but we don't take into account that some of us are trying to feed these rabid dogs that we have no business feeding. And that's a divine message. I don't, you know, if I'm just let to really take that message down, then shoot. I'll do it. But yeah, so I look forward to doing that one probably later in the week. But um, you guys are going to want to stay tuned. I'm going to be talking about financial domination that pastors do. It's actually a sex kink. <laughs> Cannot wait to do it. I'm going to talk about it. But um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I don't have any conditional love. I don't see myself having unconditional love for any future love partners. Um, I think that if there's an element of cheating, that's where I draw the line. Um, all right, I'm going to go talk to you later.